Welcome to the Safe Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Eric. Dominic. Today's episode, we reunite with the Pinehurst Six. We are currently on episode 28, a.k.a. the Joe Mixon episode. Just for you guys. Had to give that out to Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we have all Appreciate sorts of good it. stuff to cover. The WM Phoenix Open, Super Bowl 56, the Saudi League, the Super League rumors, the Genesis Invitational Picks, and, of course, the Pinehurst Six trip and uh, what's in store for the uh, upcoming year. Boys, thanks for having us, uh, or joining us, I should say. We got Greg, Brandon, and Matt. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. It's going to be an absolute mess with people talking over each other, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah no, it's 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 going to be good. No, no worries there. Um, let's jump right into it. You want to talk the uh, WM Phoenix Open? Do you guys have a good chance, any chance to watch that? Yeah, it was great. The two hole in ones were awesome. <laughs> you know, just beer cans getting pelted at everybody. Um, that I thought it was hilarious. Uh, what was it, Harry Higgs going? Harry Higgs, yeah. For the boys. Did yeah. you see um, Paige uh, Paige Spiranax? Who's she? Yeah. Oh, I know who she is. <laughs> um, her little like tweet about it. She's like, oh, I can't believe he would sexualize himself for that. I would never. And I was like. <laughs> He seems like a fun guy to hang out with. You guys going to add like another guy to the Pinehurst six. He's got to be included other than us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's really anybody from Barstool would be super fun. That's true. Right. Anyone Um, that's been on their podcast or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. They get Uh, some good guys on there. Oh, for sure. Um, I actually wanted to touch base on that because there was a article that was posted earlier today. And now that there, there was a, a, apparently a, a golfer that was uh, had mentioned to the PGA tour about how they were concerned about an injury. Did you read on that on the 16th hole? So now apparently the PGA tour is considering putting up nets on the oh, 16th hole. Oh, we can't hole. do that. Right? Yeah, I feel like it takes <laughs> half the fun so out of th- it. This was uh, based off of an article on the uh, morning read golf at golf at a glance. I'm not sure. It, it was one of the top articles that popped up. Um, Cause I kind of wanted to just see what, what a lot of people thought about. I think, I think 90% of golf fans thought it was an absolute awesome. It was just madness. Something you never really seen before. So I, I don't know if you guys had uh, any buddies out there that were a part of that, that. That's one of those things that makes that tournament unique right? on the tour. Right. Cause that's one of those holes where like, I saw this meme where it's like, I feel bad for the guy who has to hold the quiet sign on <laughs> yeah. that hole. Um, <laughs> It's like, that's one of those like unique moments in golf where, you know, you take that away. It kind of ruins the tournament for everybody. Not saying that it has to get party 24 seven, but yeah, I mean, you make that hole in one, you should celebrate. And the fact that there were two and they celebrated like, hell yeah. Yeah. What do you guys, you know, the golfers feel great, right? Well, I think that course is like one of those bucket list things. You just need to go to it once. Like, I don't know if I'd want to go to it every year, but I think going to that tournament one time, I think would be awesome. I, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, I mentioned it before I played that course and you would never even know like 16 unless the, without the stands there. Right. What it looks like. I mean, it was a, it was a, it's, it's an awesome course, but I definitely think it's a bucket list thing. I mean, they show up at four in the morning and just rush right to 16. Yeah, seriously. I kind of wonder, you know, when, when tiger had his hole in one there, and, and obviously we wouldn't have as much footage, you know, now with social media and everything, uh, you know, we're able to see from different angles, what, 
you know, what the actual damage was, how long it took to, to clear off the green in that area. But I wonder if you were to compare, what was it? 96. Was it I think 90, 97, I believe. Okay. I could be wrong. So now, if, if the same level of mess was made back then, or if it's gotten much more rowdy to the point where they're like, you know, is it getting out of hand? I think Tiger even mentioned after that, he said that uh, the, he felt bad for the group behind him because he felt like they had a soggy lie on the tee box <laughs> and the beer being tossed. Uh, so it was still a little rowdy even back then. Um, but obviously they've got the grandstands around the green now instead of just a crowd. So it kind of makes it easier for everyone to chuck beers onto the, onto the green afterwards. But I, I, I don't know. If you ever wake up and think your job is obsolete, just remember there's a guy holding the quiet sign on 16. At the <laughs> I feel like if they're going to switch, they should do what um, like the NHL does. You know, if they get a hat trick, fans throw their hats on the ice. Or something. That's... Well, they donate them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they donate wow. them. Or there's some, I it might be like the Bruins, where if they get a hat trick, they'll throw like stuffed animals on, and then they'll donate donate all those like a children's hospital. So instead of beer, maybe they could throw hats or something and they could donate those to like youth programs or that's a good idea. Something like I, that. I will say that after like he hit that hole in one, I swear like everyone made a birdie putt though. Like he said it slowed the greens down. It's like there was an advantage <laughs> for some of those the golfers afterwards. But um, did you guys like do you guys think that Scotty Scheffler was gonna win that tournament? I honestly he's a solid golfer, but I really didn't see it. I, I was I was pulling for Scythe, I, I think. I think yes. That's what I was pulling for too. I really wanted to see him pull that out. Just being, he was uh, um, just kind of led into the tournament and just with all the big names in the tournament, seeing him pull that out would be awesome. Yeah, he played, he played yeah. outstanding. What, what was your take on that, Greg? Oh, I didn't even know that uh, Scheffler was in the mix. I was kind of, uh, I was in my own little world on Sunday. I was, uh, you know, trying to do anything I could to keep my mind off the Super Bowl. And for some reason that, included forgetting the golf was even on TV. So I was just, you know, kind of, <laughs> I was uh, trying to not hyperventilate and uh, didn't even uh, hear who won the tournament until Monday. And I was like, Scotty Scheffler. Like, I didn't even know he was in the mix. I mean, how many off the lead was he going into Sunday? Yeah. It kept on like shifting. I mean, there was multiple players that were, I mean, it was uh, what Cantley. Brooks obviously going into Sunday, but then he kind of fell off kind of mm -hmm. early in Sunday. Um, and then Shoffley, obviously Alexander, he's awesome. He's a stud, but they kind of both kind of fell off towards the end. But yeah, it was, there was a, there was like a group of players that were all in the mix, but they just, they, were, they weren't really getting a whole lot of footage up until, till that point, at least, in, at least from what I would seen, but um, he, Scott is good. He's, he's a stud though. He's got a bright future ahead of him too. Um Again, I was I was hoping for Scythe, and then uh, I I don't know what the the Brooks thing. It looked like he was short on pretty much every wedge or iron shot going into the green because it's the hair, it's, it's the hair, the, the slim, hair. Just, <laughs> the slim shady. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, Sheffield, the blonde hair subtracts ten yards. <laughs> <laughs> How many top tens has that guy had? Scotty, he's always in the mix. Yeah. Like. yeah, he's always in the mix and. You know, to see guys like that break through, I'm sure, is a a weight lifted off their shoulders. You know, 100. Yeah, it's super cool because I feel like this year every winner. I I get that hasn't been a major yet, but 
I feel like all these tournaments have been somebody new where somebody came from behind or, you know, wasn't totally like predicted. So I feel like that's been super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how old he is, but yeah, I feel like he's always in the mix. He's always, you know, a top 10 at least. I mean, he's a good player, good little sneaky pick that, for most things. That's kind of how I feel like Patrick Canley guys, honestly, no. since this win, the guy is like in contention every tournament. And he's just I think he's been top 10 every tournament this year so far. Yeah. Sneaky. I mean, I don't want to say sneaky good because he's not really, but he's so consistent, which is mm-hmm. hard because there's so many, uh, there's so many big names out there that could win at any, you he's know, got, that's such a vanilla swing, right? Like you look at a lot of the guys that are in contention week in, week out, and they have some sort of signature move you know, whether it's like a, a bowed wrist or like Scheffler's right foot kind of slides back, um, little signature moves like that. But, but, uh, Cantley's very, like very textbook, mm-hmm. like just kind of vanilla swing. And I mean, like you said, consistency, I guess that's, there's something to be said there. Right. Which is like what every golfer wants, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless if you're, uh, a 20 handicap or not. That's what we're looking for. Consistency. Um, so have you guys ever been to that? So you, have you ever been to that tournament before? Mm-mm. No, the bucket list item for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, we've talked about getting, getting the group together to go. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be um, fun. You'd have to have a couple yeah. of them be like the parents. So then the other ones could like spread out and just get hammered. <laughs> you have to like take an extra week off of work for right. to get back just to recover. <laughs> Right, yeah. Golf trips that felt like the waste management. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> had your own waste management open. <laughs> right. Um, Tried to get away from that a little bit. <laughs> we're we're getting older, man. Those uh, those hangovers are a little worse now. It doesn't work. <laughs> and I now we've got the trophy to five four two, so it kind of makes it a little bit more serious. So we we take it a little easier, but I would. Yeah, 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 yeah the Pedialyte's out. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you want our preparation has just gotten better. If you want yeah. something other than Pedialyte, noon is super nice. Um, to have electrolytes and stuff and just little tablets. You just put them in water. It's actually what I've been drinking. Um, yeah. I'm not hungover. I don't get he's, hungover. He's nursing it after every beer. No, he's just making sure. I don't get hungover. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Part of that is my age. Yeah, no, I don't see. And I don't really try to get hungover. I don't want to get hungover. I, I, not my thing. When I was 22, yeah, I'm getting old, you know, so you feel it for three days. Yeah, yeah I was about to say it's more. It's, it's not, just, a, not a good thing. I just take an app and I'm good. That's, wow. Yeah, I wish. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's right. A, just wait till you get older. The perks of being young. I mean, I take a nap too, but my nap is from like <laughs> 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. And then I'm good. A whole day of sleep. Yeah. I had a bachelor's party <laughs> and we drank before Top Golf. We drank at Top Golf. We drank after Top Golf. And I went to work at like 9 a.m. the next morning. Oh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's noon. Nope. I'm telling you. That's where it's noon. At. Um, I went to bed at like three. <laughs> it was wild. You just pulled all nighters. I did. Three is in the morning. Do, do you do you guys pulling all nighters at the the Pinehurst Six tournament or the I don't I don't I'm sorry I don't mean to say it's tournament the the trip. Do you guys you guys pulling all nighters or do you guys like is it strategic? Like if you're on teams, do you guys like try to like prank one another just to like so you guys Ooh, now that you have this trophy that'd be good. Like you know maybe mess with maybe mess with the other team a little bit. Oh man, I don't know. 
Uh, we don't have teams per se. No, Maybe we all, could uh, try to. Uh, yeah, it's all individual. Maybe we could try to do some uh, some lighthearted hazing for the new people on the trip. <laughs> um, you know, just wake them up at three a.m. But that would require us to all be awake at three a.m. as well. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how you know beneficial that would be. It'd probably end up screwing us over just as much as the new guys. Sure, but <laughs> you know, we could we could try to do some pranks but not not typically no uh, some guys stay out later than others but usually we're all together for the most part there was an nfl player and they're talking about what they would do for spring or not spring training i got baseball in my brain um (laughs) like training camp for like the rookies and they would prank them and everything i guess one year they pulled the fire alarm and then put big buckets of water outside the door so they trip and fall in the water. <laughs> I think it was one of the Colts players. It might have been Manning. I don't know. But that'd be kind of fun. Do you you guys, guys could, like, flood each other's rooms. Yeah, do you guys have the uh, the hotel that you guys are staying at by any chance? Well, we're, 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 looking to, we're looking to get a house this year. We've kind of oh, upgraded every year. So we started in a hotel, and then we went to a condo. And now, last year, we had eight people, so we had two separate condos. And we're looking to get a house so that we can all be in the same same house together. I think that'd be really cool. Just like an Airbnb. Yeah, just Airbnb. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Right probably the way to go. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about the Pioneer Six. What what's kind of the uh, the new up and coming golf course you guys are playing, or what what's there's a trophy you guys are playing for now, right? Yeah. Yep, we're playing for the the Mink uh, Mink Powell Memorial Trophy. Um, sorry to cut you off there, Brandon. Oh, no, um, uh, we also have the, uh, the Larry Powell jacket. Um, so we got a green jacket and a trophy now. Um, Mink, uh, was the original person that planned our trips for us. Basically we, you know, all get together and, uh, compile an email to Mink and we had never met her, but she was just like this legendary person to us because she got our golf trip planned um and then she passed away from cancer and we were like we got to remember her somehow so we we uh came up with the ming powell uh memorial trophy um and also we just wanted to figure out who was playing the best over the course of the trip so we came up with a scoring system based on handicap and uh said all right we're gonna you know reward this trophy to uh to the best player of the of the trip and that's been uh two years now yep. um the larry came along um last year uh, unfortunately mink's husband larry also passed away so we uh wanted to remember him in some way as well so now we got the mink powell trophy the larry dra- the larry jacket and uh hopefully we're good to go with memorial stuff for a while yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, so who who currently has the jack and the trophy? Uh, Brad West. Um, he was one of our new guys last year. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to make it on tonight. Okay. But um, yeah, he uh, he actually hasn't flaunted it as much as we would like. Yeah, I would have worn it on. everywhere. Anytime we get together, I'm wearing that thing if I win it. So, so if you so if you win it, do you get both the trophy and the jacket? Yep, yep, for the really year. Cool. For the whole year, okay. And then do you guys get it like engraved and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it's like it's yeah, a real deal. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I would lose it hundred percent. Yeah, what happens if someone loses <laughs> it? Is that this is a bad omen? That's like bad. Like you're not invited to the trip. 
right? <laughs> right. Like yeah. you better go to the thrift store and find something. Get a fantasy football <laughs> one, <laughs> <laughs> or just get like a belt, you know, like a Ooh, like a wrestling belt. Be sweet. There you go. Carry that around yeah. in jacket. Should but, have a losers trophy of some sort. You got to get a tattoo. There you. That's so what we got to do something for the loser for like sure. Like a fantasy sure. football type of deal. Yeah, they have, to, they have to like jump in the pond or something. We thought about punishments, and someone had an awesome idea that had us all a little skittish. That uh, I can't remember who came up with it, but if you were to lose, you have to go to a local comedy club and do a stand-up routine. Oh, that would be fantastic! And we we all go and watch it. I think that was one point of because he's real big in front of uh, about talking in front of people. So I think he would love that. He would just eat that up if he ended up in last place. But none of us would enjoy that. I don't think. No, <laughs> so, was like, I'm not doing it. I won't so, do it. That was actually me. I, I came up with that idea. <laughs> oh, it was you. Yeah, it was me. I, and most people, it seemed like the first time I said it, everyone was like, oh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. And then I put it in the chat, like, all right, so we're down for this. And everyone was like, hold on, we're serious about that. Yeah. And it, it uh, ended up being like, a, so a couple of us would like be like, oh, no, like public speaking. And now I got to try to be funny. And not only are random strangers going to be there, but my friends are going to be there, probably recording, and probably put it on Instagram. And you could live stream it. Right. Exactly. You should have support from your boys, though. They cheer you on a little bit. No, they wouldn't. Well, yeah. maybe. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just dead silence no matter how funny it was. <laughs> so with that being uh, but, said, do you guys like, is it, is there like a, uh, like a president or anything like that? Or do you guys all like vote on everything? Like, how does that work as far as what you're deciding, what you want to do? The democracy. The democracy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. We, yeah. TK, I mean, 1.0 kind of does the, uh, handles a lot of the, um, execution of, uh, getting the proposal back for the courses and things like that. But other than that, I mean, we, we vote on, like, if we want to get hats or shirts or whatever with our logo on it, we all vote on that. We, we vote, we just did our course vote, which I know was one of your questions. We have a pretty nice lineup this year. Yeah. We, the So how many courses do you guys end up playing? Uh, was it six? We've got six this year. Wow. We tried to do seven last year. One of them got rained out and we kind of liked having that day where one of them got rained out and we just kind of hung out at one of the clubhouses and we played some games and we had some drinks and just had a good time relaxing together. Um, so we, we went with six this year. And then, so is it like a, like a week, like a, like three or four day trip or how, how long is the, the trip itself? Yeah. So we'll drive down on, on a Tuesday um and end up just staying somewhere fairly close um the first round of the trip every year has been uh seven lakes and that's kind of it's it's in the area but it's actually pretty far away from from where we stay and every other course we play so um we kind of stay uh somewhere around an hour out from from seven lakes and then we drive to seven lakes wednesday morning um and and start playing wednesday morning get two rounds in wednesday one round on thursday two rounds in friday last round saturday morning and drive home so it's uh it's a long a long week and a lot of golf 
Okay. Uh, our must... are usually pretty raw by the end. But... It's like uh, Andy from the office. He's like, oh, he's like, <laughs> I have a couple blisters. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of that that uh that, that birdie tape? Ah, yeah. the birdie wrap. Yeah, yeah. They should I got some of that guys. for last year. I know, right? They yeah. I, tried, I bought some, put it on the Instagram. And I don't think they even liked the post. Like, really? oh, okay, that's cool. Got to change that. The heck? I know. <laughs> I sponsor you. I posted one, and then I boosted one of the posts from like a guest or something. And the one I reposted was from a guy and he didn't even like it. But then like the boost for some reason went onto that post. So everybody, but that one guy liked it. And I was like, <laughs> that kind of hurts. Cause he follows us. And I, I'm not gonna say who it is. Cause I don't put my blast, but I was like, dude, I repost. <laughs> yeah. They should definitely like sponsor you guys and put little logos. Gotta get on your them. logo on there. Uh, so oh, do you yeah. guys, do you, That'd be sweet. Do, do you guys do carts or do you guys walk? Arts. Oh, Arts for yeah. sure. Okay. That's kind of what yeah. I figured, but I know like there's a lot of the followers on the safe park golf that like absolutely hate golf carts are all, they, they walk. And it's like, I, I like walking too, but I also would rather play a two and a half or a three hour uh, round of golf. And so I'd rather hop on a cart and just take off. Yeah. I'd be down for the walking, but the challenge we run into and, you know, we make tweaks every year to try to, uh, fix little issues that we run into a lot of it's logistics. So we, we end up with an eight, eight and eight fifteen tea time or eight twenty eight thirty or whatever. And, and so we, you know, we're in carts, we play at a decent pace and then we get done and we're like, okay, we need lunch. And our next tea time is in an hour at the next course. And so we're hustling, running to the next one. Sure. So if we were to walk, we'd probably end up with, you know, trouble scheduling and yeah. getting times the lineup it just makes yeah just makes more sense to take a cart yeah but well, the vibe so, walking is i enjoy it i enjoy same. it i like I walking too yeah i agree um out of all the courses you guys have played what, what's the nicest course out there that you guys have actually uh played out on the, through the pinehurst six i think the nicest course that i've played uh has been pine needles um, I mean, the U.S. Women's Open is there this year, so that kind of speaks for itself. True. Um, we've played that past two years, or did we take we've a played it, We've played it twice. I think there might have been a year in between, but we've played it twice. Right. Um, I know, so Matt and 1.0 and Chris, well, 1.0 is not a teacher anymore, but they're, uh, they all used to be teachers. Matt and Chris still are. And um, so they'd go down earlier than me and Brandon back in the beginning. And you guys played a few courses that we haven't played, right? Yeah. One of the ones that we're adding this year at uh, mid pine, which is affiliated with um, pine needles and Southern pines. Um, and it, it's fantastic. We're adding it this year. So some of the other guys will get to see it. It's amazing. Uh, so when you guys like book your tea times, I'm assuming you guys obviously are like back to back to back to back. Is that kind of like a difficult you know, difficult trying to book all that considering if you're playing seven different golf courses, trying to figure that out. And like you said, like trying to like rush to one course to the other. One with cram guys. Yeah. I was going to say kind of what you, so you're probably playing, you know, that's three foursomes right there. So you got to kind of, is that a busy season right now for when you guys go, is it pretty busy when you guys are playing there? 
it's gotta suck to play behind you guys too. Cause I hate playing behind just like two people. <laughs> Damn Pinehurst but like six. Twelve. <laughs> oh man. Greg, you gotta make a reel on that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll start brainstorming. Something. Tom's putting you guys on blast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this damn twelve some in front of us. I know. Yeah, uh, it's calling the clubhouse. What's going on? Here? I get a refund. It's got a master's jacket in the in the back <laughs> of the cart. What's going on? Oh man, a trophy night. Yeah, we have one guy that when he gets frustrated he will just smack the ball all over the place with absolutely no, like, like there's no uh, goal behind it. He's just Me. like, so fr- he's basically checked out mentally. Sure. He played Me. one hole with a driver the entire time. Like he hit a oh, really? with a driver. <laughs> it's good content for you guys though. <laughs> that was that was years before the page. Yeah. Unfortunately, okay. oh, but <laughs> it was, it was still hilarious. So and you guys, much. what's that? Yeah. And scores didn't matter as much. Yeah. So right. you brought up a good point. How, how long has this been going on for? So this is year seven, year is eight, seven, seven right? or eight is what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think this is year eight. Um, Cause the, the U S open at number two will be year 10 and that's 2024. Right. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So this is year eight. Um, started with a game of Madden between 1.0 and Brandon. Uh, Brandon can probably tell that story a little better. But um, uh, yeah. The Vikings so year- and Madden. What's that? Did you use the Vikings at least? Oh, oh, oh. Actually, you know what? We used to do a franchise together, and we would oh. like switch off. So we'd pick a team that neither of us were really like that invested in so it was always a trash team so it's probably like the jets or something the vikings (laughs) (laughs) what year was that any year Uh, trash it was like 2013 so they were trash yeah they weren't necessarily very good yeah they weren't very good at that (laughs) is that that the matt castle year no i think it's christian uh ponder i think was castle was the job that year yeah it was 14 then because 2013 was Josh Freeman for one game. It was, that? yeah, I think it was. Oh, think you're right. That was the Josh important Freeman. game, wasn't it? Josh Freeman, Ponder, yeah. But anyway, so- sorry, we got tried track. That's okay. We're, we're yeah, <laughs> we're invested in your story. Sorry, keep going. Oh no, it's uh, you know, not, nothing big, but uh, you know, we we were playing Madden. We were just kind of uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, 1.0 had just gotten into golf, and uh, I was excited that you know years of you know I, we all have some friends like that but they're like oh, i'm not really interested in golf and, and it's not for me and then all of a sudden they start playing and they're just like they catch the bug and it's like i kind of knew you would come along at some point and that was kind of one point of situation he started playing and that's all he would think about like i gotta get better i gotta get better and then he's like we should like go on some sort of golf trip like we should just go somewhere would, would you want to do that and i've got the controller in my hand and i'm like yeah and he's like I'll make some calls. And so he starts like looking up these sites, you know, he finds the, the sand Hills. Um, I think it was like sand Hills of golf like, escapes of the sand Hills. I believe is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he makes a call, talks to him about, uh, how, how you schedule the, or put together the trip or their itinerary, you know, deposits, things like that. And I think it was by, 
it was probably an hour or two and we were booked and ready to go. So the first year was just him and I, and, um, you know, it was a great time, obviously a, a different vibe. It was a shorter trip. It was, uh, like three courses in two days. And then we just drove home. Um, but it's, it's kind of cool to have talked about it then and been like, you know, why don't we invite some more people and see what, you know, what happens. And then, you know, now we've got, got this, uh, tight knit group that looks forward to this every year. Um, so what's so, the yeah. process of bringing in a new, new, new player on the, uh, Piner six. So, cause you just really want to say tournament. I know. I, well, I got my tournament on my mind about how, like the reason why I keep thinking of it is because, I'd, I'd like to do like a, we're doing our first annual safe park golf tournament in June, but down the road, we'd like to do like a, uh, a tournament here in the summer and do like a tournament somewhere else in the colder months here, somewhere warm. So we can do it kind of like somewhere out of state. And so I'd like to try to get as many people involved. And <clears throat> so like it kind of was just engraved in my mind, but <laughs> so I apologize. Um, but like, is it, is it, a is it something like kind of like the big 10, like there's, you know, for a while it was big 10, but there's more than 10 people. I mean, like what point is there like a, that was the one part that I remember from the last Yeah, we, we mentioned on the was, last episode. It was like, Hey, if the big 10 can have more than 10 people, we can have more than six. And the more I think about it, you're kind of right, but you also doubled it. So I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> like at what point are we going to name, like name it Pinehurst, like 16, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think 12 might have to be the max. You, you start getting more than 12 and it's hard to align everybody's schedules and yeah. get up all the tea times. And sure. I think 12 is a good number. Yeah. This is yeah the plus, Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Plus you guys mentioned the, uh, the tea time situation. I think we're, so we've got a uh, mink's daughter, Kelly, um scheduling the trip for us now and i'm pretty sure three tea times back to back to back are is stress enough for her we don't need to give her four or five tea times to find five or you know five days in a row for us so uh max be- it out at the at the 12 I, you know like the older you get to like you just kind of like people have kids get married i mean everyone just has a different schedule and maybe you get relocated for work and you just can't make so it's like i totally get that it's like the it's it's kind of that you got to find that perfect number where it kind of works for everyone it's like okay i'm fully invested like this is what i want this is definitely booked every year like this is this is something that we look forward to and so so is that kind of that that round number that 12 is kind of the number where you think that it will kind of stick yeah, that's what I'm thinking. At least I think that's what we're all kind of thinking. Um, yeah, like you said, it's hard to get people uh, more than that many people to commit to something every year. It's going to be hard to get twelve to commit every year. I don't think we've even uh, officially have twelve yet, do we? No, I think we have ten officially we're now. It. We're working well, on it. Yeah, we we 12. got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My math is not very good, but we have that Minnesota math. But ten plus two. Well, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got some invitations out there, and uh, we'll we'll see, man. But uh, it no, we, should we, be a fun time. We, yeah, we love what you're doing. Like I said, uh, I know you kind of were doing Instagram Live last year, so you got you definitely got to do some cool stuff this year as well, and. Um, do you guys play, is it like just straight up? Like, do you guys do you use your handicap and just play, or do you guys do different games or anything like that or different types of formats? Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah. So for uh, for the tournament, it's um, it's handicap, um, and basically what we do is we add up everyone's course handicaps uh, for all six courses, and you start that much under par. So our buddy Chris um, is the highest handicap of the group. Um, so he starts out at like 160 under par or something, and everyone's chasing him. And we always joke around, you know, Tuesday night, like, oh, you're sleeping on the lead. Like, uh, how you feeling? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so – but then there's Brandon, who's our, our four handicap, who's starting out at, you know – 24 under par and he's got to look at it looks like he's uh down 140 strokes the first yeah, night and he's like slowly but surely starts climbing gotta on be up. dialed in yeah. <laughs> right so we might we might change the like the way that looks kind of i don't know just kind of put everyone's course handicap and say hey you shot this much over your course handicap and kind of do it by that just so I don't know, just so the people with lower handicaps aren't don't have that mental hurdle of like, wow, I'm a hundred strokes back on Thursday, you know. Uh, but we'll see. We're uh, we're brainstorming. So, Brandon, yeah. how many t- times have you won it in a row? <laughs> I I I won it the first year. Won it the first year, okay. And uh, I think I I was like five back last year. And it's hard with a with a low handicap. I mean, four. That's you're pretty good golfer, obviously at a four handicap. So, but like you said, it's uh, kind of your cards are stacked against you, so to speak, right off the bat. Yeah, and and I mean, it kind of depends on you know how you're trending too going into it. You know, you like anything else competitively. If you catch fire at the right time, you know you're in, you're in good shape. But if you you know your handicap dips and then you you catch something weird in your swing and you're not feeling good before the trip. And then it's like, man, so, it feels really difficult now. You don't, you don't boost up your handicap before the trip. I then? say you don't have that one guy who purposely <laughs> bombs it. just seven <laughs> advantage. Nothing yet. Okay. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's the keyword. Brandon is next time we talk to you guys, Brandon is a 14 handicap. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's won two years in a row. 22. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I like yeah. that format format though. That's actually pretty cool. Um, so the winner gets trophy belt or a uh, uh, jacket. And then do you guys do some big cash or anything like that? Or is there a lot of trash talking or what, what goes on? All pride. All pride. Okay. <laughs> I'd imagine like a lot goes into it, booking the trip and everything and the, and the actual court, the rounds of golf and all that prize and a, a cheap trip, so to speak. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's not as bad as you would think, um, but it's yeah, it's definitely not a cheap trip. Something that we got a budget for every year. Sure. Um, it it's I don't know around a thousand, which isn't that bad when you consider it, and that's travel and everything. So, oh yeah, that's, that's not too bad. bad. No, right. Um, one was like so. I mean, we we do you know we do throw some money in for for skins and and different side games, but. I don't know. At, at a certain point, the the skins inside games get a little confusing. One point is usually our bookie for those. He keeps them all straight in his head and dishes out money at the end of the day. <laughs> so the rest of us don't have to think about it. Um, but yeah, really, really, we're just there for the mink. Um, Brandon, so Brandon moved into a house, bought a house uh, while he had the mink, and uh, 
kind of funny story with the because we were all helping him move into the house right and so the moving truck gets there and what's the only thing in his new house is the mink sitting on the handle <laughs> for us to all walk in and see that just sitting there we're like oh you jerk have you guys seen the so, the league what's yeah. that have you guys seen the league oh yeah that so it's, cool. it's just like the shiva right mm-hmm. yep exactly we just don't have like a sacco right now but not yet we kept the shiva, right not yet <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, you know, the, the goal with the format, the scoring, was to try to obviously make it to where it's close at the end as many or as often as possible. Regardless of, like, which handicap, like, if you're up here or down here, kind of kind of even it out, so to speak, for the most part, make it fair as possible. Yeah, and, and so last year was really validation that, like, okay, this really does work, the system we're using, because we had, you know, three people in the mix uh, on the back nine on Sunday. And it like, you know, I told the guys this, I was like, you know, I haven't felt this since like the last actual tournament that I played, but like my hands were shaking. I felt nervous, like each shot counted. And, um, that's awesome. Though. That's what it's all about. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we got done and, you know, Brad West won and he beat 1.0 by one shot. Wow. And 1.0 gets in the clubhouse and he looks at me and he's like, I'm just glad you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely like some, some, uh, uh, poking each other, a little bit of trash talk here and there. So it's, it's good. So I, I, like I was telling Greg, I have like a couple buddies and I can't imagine like going on a ship with them is fine, but I can only do it for like, three days and then I just want to like leave and then never see him again. Um, I can't imagine doing that with 12 guys. Do you guys ever have like moments where you're just like, can we kick him off? Like, can we just leave him kick here? Kick him off tour, Doug. Yeah. Like just leave him. Cause like, I, I can't mentally imagine having 12 different personalities in her mesh, you know, like I, we all seem to get along really well. And it's kind of nice too, because we change groupings every round. So you're, you're not with the same people every round. So you kind of get a little bit of everybody, which helps. Just yeah. three days, dude. Dude. We actually want that. We're like, how can we make sure that we all get to, you know, play in those groups together at some point. Right. We've had, we've been, we've been lucky with that so far, like, you know, six or eight, male personalities all in the same place and it's been it's been great to this point 12 would be different who knows (laughs) (laughs) time will tell right (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong we have our moments where we want to kill each other it it, it happens it's Uh, golf too he's a competitive like you said yeah you're getting pissed off right exactly Uh, the argument about scoring yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, to the point where, so at the beginning of the conversation, I said, guys, it all adds up to the same thing at the end. And one point I was like, no, 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 you're not looking at it the right way. You got to look at it this way. And that went on for 20 minutes to the point where I literally just walked out of the condo, <laughs> got in my car, and drove to Pinehurst Brewery where we were having dinner. I was like, I'll see you guys there. I'll get a table for eight. I'll be sitting at, uh, on the patio drinking a beer when you guys get here. They showed up like 20 minutes later 
I was like, all right, we're good. I needed, I need to get out of there for a yeah. second, but yeah. So we have our moments where, you know, you can step away, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all, all good fun at the end. Uh, last question before we kind of like bounce to the other uh, topic, but, um, how, how far are, like you said, the seven courses, are they all like in a pretty close radius from one another? I would say so. Yeah. So it's, not, it's not like a two or three hour hike to a different course. Like if like for like, for like a different day or something like that, they're all like relatively close. It's typically I'd say on the low end, like five to seven minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so it's and then on the, on the high end, 25 minutes. Those um, courses down there are packed in pretty tight. Yeah. So what you could do then for the loser, you could just make him walk back home to the (laughs) with his bag of golf clubs. Shame, shame walk. (laughs) You don't need a sacco at that point. Yeah. (laughs) The worst drive is actually Tobacco Road, which is what, like forty-five minutes or Mm -hmm. uh, away from where we typically stay. And I don't know. Have you guys been to the Pinehurst area? No, I have not. No, it looks. I love. I love to get out there, but no, I haven't been out in that direction. If if you if you do, um, maybe you guys talked about this uh, when y'all were on the first time. But if you ever get a chance, you ever make the trip, Tobacco Road is. I mean, it's it's uh, it lives up to the hype. It's um, definitely something you need to check off your list. Yeah, I um, and we're talking. You're talking the golf course itself, the Tobacco Road Golf Course, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. Do they have a couple different courses on that property, right? Or is it just that one golf course? Just the one. It is. Yeah. Okay. Cause so, I follow them on Instagram and it looks like it's in like pristine condition. It's beautiful too. Unlike any other course you'll ever play. Really? I'm looking at a picture yeah, of, it's... of like the bunker with the stairs. I'm in that bunker every time. <laughs> I can almost promise you there's one bunker. I've actually seen Dom actually draw his name. He claimed his bunker. There's a there's a bunker at a course up here that I played last year, and it's straight up like a vertical wall. And I'm like, as long as I don't hit my ball there, that's where it's going. I'll be golden. Right where it went, smack dab into the wall. It's one of those things where if there's a bunker, I'm in the bunker. Brandon, you're the four handicap. What's your what's your uh, trick for uh, what's your secret for uh, getting it out of a bunker? Well, <laughs> don't hit the bunker. I mean, put you on the spot like that, but I mean, I, I don't want to oversimplify it, but because I, I, you know, occasionally run into my trouble out of bunkers, but um, open the face, swing left, feel like you're like smacking the bounce flat on the sand, and I don't know. I just feel like the the mentality of uh, trying to pitch sand in that direction rather than actually focusing on where the ball's going, you get that nice thud and it just kind of makes its way out. But I've never thought of it like that. I just always try to hit behind the ball and just pray. <laughs> yeah, it's the momentum of the sand that pushes it out. So, um, yeah, I, I always find it like this, the, the green side bunkers are always the hardest for me. Like if I'm like a hundred to like 120 out, it's not nearly as difficult for the most part but those green side bunkers and it all depends too, like on what's on the other side of the green, you know, especially if there's water, cause then you just, you know, you don't want to like, you know, blade it a hundred yards into the water, you know? So there's that, that's, I think just more of like a, it's, it's a lot of it is 
practice, but I think a lot of it's me- mental too. I mean, there's so many like amateur golfers that like hate bunkers, but I mean, you'll notice on some like the uh, on PGA tour, like how like people, some of those guys actually place it like in the sand if they don't have a, sh- you know what I mean? Where they're like, they can get more spin on the ball rather than hitting it on the rough. Cause they can actually place it wherever they want. So it's like where me, I'm like, dude, no way. I'm not putting nowhere near that bunker. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. Yeah. There's some holes at uh, Augusta where the commentators are like, well, you're, you'll see a lot of people bail out in this bunker here. That's the safe miss for them. <laughs> I've, I've never thought that in my life. That's exactly I've never what thought, I, Oh yeah. Just bail out into that bunker and I'm safe. Easy par from there. No, never once. That's a perfect example because I, I I've heard that too. I'm thinking like you know, I'll put me on like the fringe. I'm good, but I'm not, if I'm in that bunker, that's an easy eight. <laughs> yep, exactly. Snowman, you know? I don't know. Sometimes being in like the middle of the fairway freaks me out. Just like in a bunker? No, no, just being oh. like in the fairway. Sometimes depending where like the distance wise, I'm like I'm just scared because <laughs> it's like you you did it so well. To that oh, yeah. point and now it's gonna just turn into a shit show there's that cliche of like you hit you find like you finally hit a really good drive and then you chunk that second shot yeah, that's me yeah that's why <laughs> my theory is i just don't hit good drives that way i can just scramble every hole hey that sounds familiar that sounds just like me hey. <laughs> uh no i just want to get uh, a couple more uh, uh topics we wanted to just cover the genesis uh invitational so we uh we normally do a a, a winner who we want to win and a sleeper pick. Um, Matt, why don't you start us off? Who you got for the uh, Gen- Genesis Invitational? Gem of it. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can give us all three. You're, you're, I'll give, uh, give you all three. Yeah. All right. So who I think will win is uh, Patrick Cantley. I think he was plus uh, 1,200. Uh, he is we, – we were talking about that earlier. He's always in contention. Um, he was top 10 the last four events I think he's played in. Um so you can't really go wrong with saying Patrick Cantley is going to win because he's always right up there. Um, and then who I would like to win was that Sahith Tagala that yeah. was in a, in contention in that last tournament. Um, just to see him finish one out, I think would be awesome. Um, he was so close in such a big tournament with lots of big names. So I think he's going to be a big fan favorite, to be honest. I think he, yeah, he, so, he gained so many fans, I think, watching him play. Right. So uh, seeing him finish one out, I think would be awesome. Um, and then uh, my sleeper was Ricky Fowler. Um, I'd like to see him win too. Um, he's got some pretty big odds right now. Um, he's, he obviously is a big name, um, hasn't done a whole lot lately and I'd like to see him come back. So that's my sleeper pick. I appreciate you picking him because he's literally probably on a hundred percent of our episodes. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. We got to pull for Ricky. <laughs> we got to get him in the winner's circle for sure. For sure. Um, Brandon, who do you got? Uh, yeah. So just uh, looking at the type of course that Riviera is, it's probably top 15 as far as the length of the setup. And if you, drive it long and accurately you're probably going to be rewarded so um i like rory um i know he's i don't think he's quite trending right now towards winning but um kind of hard to go against him uh when you know he can he can also scrap it around and he's got the distance for sure yeah yeah but if he gets hot off the tee you know that's a good one um as far as someone i would really just like to see when this is a 
super outside chance, but he did make some noise recently. Bo Hostler. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a Bo Hostler fan. I like his swing. It's just kind of a long, loose, like classic sort of swing, kind of like a, a Nicholas yep. sort of swing. But I remember watching him back in 2012 at the uh, Olympic when he had the lead in the U S open, he was like 17. And, uh, I've been pulling for him ever since. Um, so I, he's struggled a lot. Like, I think he lost his card or something and had to work his way back. So I'd like to see him have some success. I like um, that. I like that pick. Yeah. And you wanted a top 10 pick, right? Just Someone like a sleeper. Pick. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You think it's like a sleeper. Say like mine's a super sleeper. He's uh, actually sleeping. I'm going to change yeah, my opinion. Sorry, Brandon. I, I messed you up there. I told you top 10 and then yeah. and switched it on you. It's okay. <laughs> we would all laugh if I said who I have written down. <laughs> Definitely not Johnson as a sleeper. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, Alex Norton. Alex Norton? Yeah. Okay. I like that yeah. too. Um, yeah, I'm an Alex Norton fan too. I kind of like his ball striking and I think he was up near the the top recently. Maybe. Yeah, he will. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, we'll go with Alex Nord. I like solid pick so far, Greg. Who you got? All right. Uh, so my pick to win, I've got Brooks Kepka. Um, like Brandon was saying, um, it's bombers paradise out there at Riv. Um, he he's a. Uh, I don't. I have no idea what he ranks um, in terms of driving distance, but he's usually pretty accurate. And plus, uh, with the with the recent Saudi news, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls off a win and then takes the opportunity to say, "Oh yeah, and my tournaments have a cut." So you know, <laughs> I uh, like that. Yeah, there you go. At, at Bryson, um, so, <laughs> clever. <laughs> right. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if he wins this week. Um, who I want to win? I want what I want is for Tiger Woods to walk out there like really <laughs> and the cane just sticks. He falls, does a somersault and wins his own damn tournament. That's what I want to happen. But realistic want is Ricky Fowler. I want him oh, yeah. to win some at some point this year. That so I'm just going to say that for every wow. tournament. No, I say, I don't know. My dark horse, I've got Cam Champ. He's actually okay. uh, leading the the league, uh, the the tour in uh, driving right. distance yep. so far this year. Um, so yeah, Bombers Paradise, and he's a uh, plus twenty thousand odds to win right now. So it's a good sleeper pick. Pretty down there, yeah. Because yours is more of a sleeper pick than mine is. <laughs> so I guess I'll go. Uh, my favorite twin is Cameron Smith. Uh, I don't know why, but he was fourth in twenty one. He's at plus twenty five hundred odds right now. I like um, he's a super talented guy. He's, he's a stud. I mean, if you can rock weird clothing like he does, have the great hair, great attitude, you're going to go places on tour. Um, my favorite to win is Spieth. You know, I, I think Jordan Spieth has to win pretty soon. He's got to get that the momentum going, and we all know what he's capable of. I mean, you know, tied for 15th last year. I think he's super talented still. I mean, he's got all the talent and abilities just to put it together and putt. Um, kind of like me. <laughs> and then my sleeper is Kevin Na. Kevin I love, Na. I love Kevin Na. Mr. Smiles is what I call him. Um, right now, he's 6,600. Um, tied for 38th last year. 
I, I don't know. Something about Kevin Nah, just I was looking through the ads. Just the way he walks in putts, man. I he's so confident <laughs> in everything and he has such a good attitude. And he's it, he just has so much fun. I think going, you know, when you play tournaments and stuff like that for the PGA, if you can have fun, you tend to do a little bit better. So those three guys for me have a lot of fun. And I think Spieth should just win. I think I'd love to see Cameron Smith really win one though, versus just shoot 20 some under and just have people brush it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's talented. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent has penguins on his shirt. Like what's not to love. When he went off. What was that? I'm sorry. What tournament was that when he was like 27 under? I don't remember. Are you talking about the, the beginning of the season here with mm-hmm. uh, and John Rahm was right. Uh, that was, the, was it the Sony? I think Sony? it was Sony. Yeah, Sony. Was Sony. Yeah. Yeah. People kind of brushed it off and it's like, oh, everybody does really well. You yeah. still have to shoot 27 under. Like I can't even shoot one under, I can't even shoot even like, <laughs> like, yeah. Give the man some respect. Put some respect. on. Yeah. I, I, I'm going with a back to back. I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. Ooh, okay. So interesting pick. I know he's not the longest hitter out there, but he just, again, we kind of talked about how Cantley he's just kind of always in the mix. So I feel like if he can stay in the short grass, uh, that, that's my, that's my pick who I'd want to win is Rory. Cause he does have that driver distance. If you can put together his putting and just, stay in the short grass too. Uh, I think there's so many other up and coming guys that like that Rory, Ricky, they're still in the mix, but there's so many other names that are finishing at the top of them. And I know Rory has the talent to be that top five, top 10. Uh, he's probably, I don't even know where he's at right now for the world, but I mean, he's, he's capable to be the top in, in the world. If he can figure out his game, you know, he's, got everything he needs so that was my my want to win and then my sleeper i don't know how much of a sleeper it is but i i took saith is uh thigala that's my that my guy for uh my sleeper pick so hopefully one of our guys wins i don't know if you guys do DraftKings, but i'm taking all your guys's picks and putting them all in one basket here Murray <laughs> is fifth in the world fifth okay yeah fifth. so he is fifth okay yeah. yeah so we'll see uh I, the other guy that i was really kind of uh was uh Victor is third. Yeah, Victor, what? he's a stud too. He's fourth. Vic- Victor's ranked fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Ca- and like Colin, see, the Colin is so good, but I don't know if this course really just sets it's just, it's a long course and he doesn't hit the ball very well. Uh, I don't say very well, but he's not a long ball hitter by any means. No, he's more accurate. But he can, he can, uh, his second shots are insane so we'll see i'd like to see colin win too but i, I don't know if it really sets up in his i just want them all to have fun <laughs> <laughs> um, last quick topic before we we head out uh so we i kind of posted on instagram last uh last night but the saudi super league i know there's a lot of rumors flying around but there was um <clears throat> a a golfer it's a pga pro i've never actually personally um heard of him before yeah, when you told me i had no idea his name is kramer hickok have you ever heard of him i, I read the same thing i think okay. that you, yeah. yeah so it sounded like he was kind of talking on a podcast and i know again there's a lot of speculation but um i don't know if it's just a lot of hush hush but he essentially was claiming that there's been 16 or 17 pga pros that have already switched over to the super league and that the uh so one thing I didn't really realize is that there's, there's apparently going to be 12 to 14 events and most of them are actually going to be held in the States. So my, I, I, according to him is actually like they said, they said that like, they think like 10 to 12 of the events are actually going to be held here in the United States. 
See, Brandon's facial reaction was exactly my reaction to this. But this if, is if, my, if, this if, is... if you have a Saudi Super League, why are you doing it here? That's I think this whole thing is kind of foo-foo just because we keep seeing the number for Bryson, right? One article said it was 240 million. One article says it's 130 million. Yeah. Like that's a that's a that's a big change, right? And now we're hearing this and that and they're going to be allowed to play in PGA majors. Like it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like the XFL and the AFL and stuff like that. Like it's fun in theory, but have those worked out? No. Next of closed on twice. The AFL was like half a season. Yeah. I think like the, the biggest thing is like, what's the, what's the future? Like what's the, if the PGA is banning these players, like that's kind of a red flag for a lot of these players to even consider joining. Um, one of my takes was that it might open the door though, for a lot of these corn fairy players that they're literally scrambling that really don't make a whole lot of money. They're trying to get their PGA card. So, I mean, if you're thinking 17, the guys are already leaving for these events, it might open the door for some, some, some other talent that, you know, maybe might not have had the opportunity. So it could actually work out for both parties, I guess for, for, for me, it just kind of uh, sounds like they have a lot of money, but at the same time, is this a lot of money for, is this like a one hit wonder type of deal? Or is this something that's going to continue to grow and put the PGA tour at a very competitive head to head type of, you know, maybe it's like a, like a WWF, WW or WCW, where eventually they merge or something like that. That's That's wrestling, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not either, actually. But that was the only thing I could think of that actually like didn't really fall apart. That kind of tried to do something different. You know that. So, uh, what's your guys' take on on, on the Super League? I, I I don't even know. Like, I can't even find the website for it. I just find articles about it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's hard to have much of a thought on it right now until we start hearing some more stuff about it. But I know that it sounds like some guys are at least entertaining the idea. Well, $240 million would surely oh, entertain yeah. me. I, you put my face on it for a hundred K. Yeah. I'm dropping everything. I'm going, but yeah, 240 million. Yeah. Tough, right. Because you, you offer, um, or, or you, you say that, you know, you can still play the majors. Um, and, and, you know, some say like, okay, you know, maybe if you ban them from playing the majors, if you do jump ship, then that won't incentivize people to stay. But then, if people do leave the product of the majors is going to be impacted because you know, who, who's, who's going to watch with as much interest if you don't have, you know, a Brooks Kepka or Bryson DeChambeau or, you know, on down the list, some of these guys that have owned the majors or, you know, they're always in contention and then they're just gone. Mm-hmm. It kind of lessens the value of winning a major. Um, I was going to say I'm all for, the competition of another tour because I feel like we have a tendency to be sort of narcissistic in a way of like, Oh, the PGA tour is the only thing that matters and it's in the States. Why can't there be something elsewhere that competes on the same level? Because I feel like we, like we ignore the European tour a little bit. Oh, hundred percent. I agree too. Like There's, it's there. Yep. But that's the only thing really that we think about European tour is well, not even the European tour is, is the open with a lot of the Europeans. But other than that, yeah, it's really or the Ryder Cup. Right. Yeah. The Ryder Cup. But other than that, like you said, it's kind of a we yeah. don't really think about it too often. A lot of those players gain more recognition when they come here and start playing. 
Um, but my, my viewpoint changes when I hear that they would hold their events in the States. That, that to me, that seems really weird. Like, why would you have, you know, quote unquote Saudi super league and then be like, yeah, we're playing in California. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> that, it, that was basically, yeah, that was, that's what he had said on, uh, on that. Again, that might not even be true. I'm just speculating based on what he said, but. And like, what's to say like the bottom 17 players don't leave. So like it wouldn't really affect majors at the end of the day, but I do understand, you know, if Brooks leaves or it sounds like fans want Bryson and Phil gone anyways, which is kind of funny to me, but you know, what's to say that it's not some random 17 guys who you wouldn't, I don't ever hear about Sundays or even Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all the, you know, Phil made the comment of like it being uh, based on the greed of the PGA tour. Yet you hear reports of $130 million being offered to Bryson. And it's like, okay, if you, if you jump ship because of greed, but you accept an offer like that, what does that say? Mm -hmm. It's just exchanging greed for greed. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And and again, like the, uh, I like the, like uh, Greg, you said with the, like the, like the Brooks comment about, you know, we made the, you know, we have cuts here, like as a player that maybe again, doesn't really finish. And I'm, I'm assuming they're kind of like bigger name golfers, but again, again, the pure speculation from his, from his, uh, uh, on the podcast, but like some of these players are guaranteed this money and they're having an opportunity that they're making more money and they don't have to have that fear of missing a cut. Or if they're playing, maybe, you know, maybe they play three out of the three really good rounds and have a crap fourth round or something like that, they're still going to get paid plus make money on the tournament. So there, there are benefits, I think, but I agree with you, Brandon too. Cause it's like, are they trying to be a Saudi super league in like, somewhere else? Or are they really just trying to compete with the PGA tour and be, be here in the States? And that's cause if that's the case, I again, I, I'm not really sure how well, that's going to work. And the but. more I think about it, the more you, like it just doesn't make sense. Right. Cause there's all these television deals and like, is CBS going to air the PGA tour or some Saudi super league? They're going to air the, the PGA tour. So I believe like ESPN to pick it up, which I get that would do stuff for ESPN and make golf readily available, but golf, but ESPN is also putting the PGA on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be interesting that they're going to do it to like live stream it somehow, like Instagram or YouTube or something, but the more you think about it, the more it just doesn't quite make sense. What's your take on it, Greg? Yeah. I mean, so I, obviously it makes all the money sense in the world. Um, not many people are going to pass down 135, 240 million. Um, Rory had some interesting comments about, uh, you know, he said something along the lines of like, listen, I've got way more money than I did a decade ago my life hasn't really changed that much. I'm still in the same three or four rooms in my house. Like, yeah, you're going to have those millions. Like once you, once you're a certain level of rich, then that there's, there's a, you know, kind of a ceiling of how much your life changes after however many millions, you know? Um, I don't know. I, the whole, like not having a cut thing. And also like, so Bryson, sounds like he might go i don't know some reports say he's already gone some reports said it's still uh, just speculation but any every other golfer in the top 10 other than so i i think cam smith said that he might leave the door open 
he said, I don't know, or something like that. Every other golfer in the top 10 has said, no, like I'm not going anywhere. So if you've got Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Charlie Hoffman, and some other random dudes, maybe Cam Smith with no cut, and you're, I don't know, taking some sort of pride in winning that tournament, congrats. You beat two or three actually good golfers and you didn't even have to really compete, you know, I don't know. As a competitor, I takes that out of it for sure. Yeah. As a competitor, there's no way I would stay on the PGA tour and I'd grind to make cuts if I had to, but that's, you know, I'm competing against the best week in and week out. Uh, I don't think right now the Saudi super league doesn't have that at all. They've got two or three good guys. Maybe. What'll be interesting is, you know, kind of like if 17 golfers do leave and one of them is Bryson or Phil or whatever, to me, Phil doesn't have to prove anything because he's Phil Mickelson. If he wants to leave, he can leave. Great. It's Phil. At the end of the day, he's still Phil Mickelson. He has all the accolades in the world. It makes me wonder though, you know, Bryson leaves, this thing goes defunct and then he has to come back to the PGA. Like what are the, his peers going to say? Cause I mean, it's already bad enough that people are calling him Brooksy and you know, all these little ribbings or whatever, but to me, it's kind of like when people go on strike and people cross that line and then all of a sudden you're the bad guy, you know, what are the other PG players going to say when Bryson comes back, you know, you Brooks isn't going to let him back, you know what? You yeah. can't just say, I told you so, you know, there has to be something that's like, well, why'd you yeah. do that? You know, do not believe in this. And it, the whole thing just sounds messy. Yeah. Only time will tell. I'll be kind of interested to see what comes up. Cause I think kind of the, the last part of the article is he said that they're, they were talking about that. They're trying to launch, by this summer or beginning of the spring. So I think we'll find out more information on it. You just think that they'd have some kind of social media for it. Yeah. It's kind of, everything's kind of like in the dark. Colin Morikawa said, what are they waiting for? You know, cause at this point, why don't you have anything, you know, no website, no, no social media. Yeah. It's interesting. And Colin came out and said like, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. The PGA tours for me. Right. Well, Adam Scott was a name that said he was interested, which was yeah. a little. Yeah, that's right. it helps yeah. that Collins the number two in the world, though. But yeah, yeah, you know, number two versus all of a sudden, you know, you're number 100 in the world. All of a sudden that becomes a lot more appealing. But like Greg was saying, like, yeah, then the competition's not there. You don't feel like you really want anything. You know, it'd be like me beating my buddy who's ever played golf before. It's like very cool, Don, you know, congrats. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like do I feel good about it? No. Like you just, you're kind of expected to feel good about the bank account. To... <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> but it's not all about the Definitely money. Like you said, a lot of these guys are like, when you get to that certain like tier of golfers, like they're really playing for the, the majors. You know what I mean? They're not really playing for them. They it's the, I, I forget which article it was, but they're saying like, if you're like above like the top 120 golfers in the world, like you're financially, maybe it's top 100. I could be wrong, but it's like, anything below that you're literally grinding to try to like, you know, you got to pay for hotels, you got to pay for everything. Like you're grinding literally. So it could be beneficial for some of those guys. But when you get to that level, like you said, Brooks is playing for most majors. I mean, Jack's record, you know what I mean? There's so much history in the PGA that I don't think when you're up that top tier, like you're trying to, you know, try to basically write history. That's my, my take. But, um, yeah, for sure. No, I, we, we really appreciate it. I said, it's, uh, there's a lot going on in the golf uh, world right now. I know you guys are 
in the, uh, you know, we're in Minnesota, so it's super cold. So we don't really have any golf going on, so to speak, besides the indoor golfing. Like the worst part is I keep buying clubs. I just have to look at them. Like, <laughs> like, did I need, you just got the new Cobras. Yeah. Did I need the new irons? No, Ooh. but do I have to look at them for another four months? Yeah. So that's, we have the simulators though. Not the same thing, but at least you can hit them. Nice. Yeah, we have we have one. Yeah, we, we have, have one. one. It's uh it's probably like 15, not 10, 15 minutes from us here in Minneapolis. It's it's in a pretty nice location. Um easy. How about you guys? Yeah, we have one pretty pretty close to us, uh about 20 or I don't know, 15 minutes away from me and maybe 30 minutes away from these guys. So we yeah. we've been uh I've been doing the uh uh, as far as like the going to the three Jack, it's a restaurant not too far from us, but they have simulators there and I love it. It's, it's super nice. I'm not like, again, the distance is obviously going to be a little bit, you know, can be fluctuated. However, but it's still nice to get swings in and you don't have to worry about it. the nice thing with that. It's indoor. So the, there's no weather factor, but top golf's awesome. Cause you can only see it, but when we're at negative 15 degrees out it's, okay it's not ooh. that today. no it's like 30 it's 30 today but <laughs> no it's yeah, almost 60 degrees today down did you really yeah yeah we had a we stretch had though high 50 we had a high of 28 and right now it's 18 but it feels like six yep so That's but rough. like the week before that yeah we were like in the negatives <laughs> it was bad this is why the vikings should have built an outdoor stadium Can you imagine That's... the competitive advantage they would have had well, it's At least they're retractable. <laughs> so, so I'm also a, I'm also a big like Niners guy. So everyone's like, "Oh, you can't go into Green Bay. It's so cold." And they're from California, and I don't really think there's a competitive advantage because they went in there and just beat Green Bay. I was surprised. I was surprised. I wasn't. Um, I had faith. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, predictions for next year. I know you guys made it to the Super Bowl. I'm talking mainly for. For Greg, I know you, uh, I, I honestly was, I was, we were rooting for the Bengals and I thought once OBJ went down, I thought the momentum started shifting slightly. I really yeah. didn't think that they were going to actually, I'm like, oh, this is the chance. Did you cry? I was very close. I did not cry. <laughs> I would have, if I the Vikings would have been in that same, I would have cried for sure. I don't the know more, the that. more footage comes out and seeing Jamar chase wide open. On the fourth and one, and you know, going downfield and stuff like that. I think that hurts. And like, if Burrow had like a second, you know, there's another shot, but I can't even imagine being like a big fan and being like, okay. Cause you, I mean, I kept telling my buddies, they're like, oh, if he's hurt, don't play him. I'm like, you may never come back. You know, you may never go yeah, back. It's tough to make it to a the fact Bowl. that he had a sprained MCL, got up slang it some more like that's a big testament to what he is as a player and who he is as a man yeah i mean he's a tough dude he he has to be with our o-line but um feels like the yeah, when he oh dude when he went down i i don't know that was i thought it was over then and then he came back out and then you know after the game because they were like oh yeah he refused medical attention that then you hear he was like screaming at people to get away from him like don't even yeah. check it uh there's no way i'm not going back in so don't even check it yep. like uh yeah i mean just a tough dude um obviously i mean it's the super bowl what are you gonna do um but yeah i don't know uh 
our starting right tackle for the Super Bowl was Isaiah Prince. And I didn't think he should have started for Ohio State when he was with us. Yeah, he he I mean, struggled he at Ohio State. So seeing him starting in the NFL shocked me. There is some he weird didn't... personnel calls because on fourth and one, you had P. Ryan in and not Mixon, which to me was like, why wouldn't you put Mixon? Like, I get it. You know, that's the normal rotation. I get it. And I get that the, uh, the head coach is also super young, but now he's been extended five years. So congrats. Um, that's not sarcasm. Like, I think, I think you got a dog as a head coach. He's young and talented. Um, I feel like it was a good learning experience overall for the Bengals. I'd like to see him back. I'd like to, you know, but yeah, there's some weird personnel decisions. Like why wouldn't you play arguably your best player who isn't Jamar Chase or Burrow? You know, why wouldn't you put out your starting running back? I I don't know. Just put an early prediction. Oh, it just seemed like a sorry. It just seemed like oh, a no. throwaway play. Like, oh, third and one. Like, we'll just pick it up real fast and then we'll we'll continue. And Aaron Donald said no. Um, the way he pulled back, Piran, I was like, that's game. Like at that play, it was arm tackle too. Just he's a no. giant human being. He's. Yeah. Did you see him at the parade today? I mean, guys, Dude, like he's like a Hulk. He's like a bowling ball with muscles. <laughs> he's insane. He was just flexing up there. I saw that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that is that guy's chiseled. I heard That's, something yeah. about a, a video on YouTube of him training, like his um, his work with his hands, where he has someone with knives, and he like yeah, they, they like color them. What do they do? So they're not real knives, but like if they hit them somewhere, like leaves a red mark. It's like a um, lipstick type thing. Um, yeah, and it's to like work on his hands so he's not grabbing, grabbing. people. Yes. It's yeah, no dude's an animal. Gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, the only I mean, we were saying before is like the the Rams were literally set up to win a Super Bowl, and if they didn't win it, it would have been a failure. You know, and that's really what it came down to. And the Bengals were just that team that kind of caught fire. I'm not saying that they weren't good. They were definitely really good. I mean, their defense was good enough to just, you know, keep everyone – they keep keep them in the game. I mean, they held the Rams to 23 points. Yeah, like they, they held the under. It was at 48 and a half, I think. But I just – like I said, I thought after OBJ went down – because it looked like the Rams had the momentum for sure earlier – and then, the, you know, that big catch with Jamar Chase in the beginning went down, kicked the field goal, and then he went down. And I was like, okay, this is it. But next year it's going to be 23-17 Vikings are going to win. Don't put the, it out there. Over the Bengals. <laughs> Don't put it out there. Over the Bengals. Over the Bengals. Man, just we'd kidding. have some civil war in this group. If that um, <laughs> um, gosh. Next year's Super Bowl? I I don't know, man. This is going to be a crazy – quarterback carousel yep. um and it's just so hard to get to the super bowl man like i i would love to say yeah absolutely Bengals are 100 percent going to be back in the super bowl next year i'm glad we gave zach taylor that five-year extension uh so he was an assistant wide receiver coach under mm-hmm. um under sean mcveigh or something like that got promoted to quarterback coach i think before he got um our job but i mean hey our i will say our coach under the sean mcveigh John McVay tree working out just fine. So that's, you know, good news for your Vikings. Hopefully uh, your guys is McVay guy works out as well yep. as our McVay guy. Um, <laughs> I will say but, your, your fans did. Uh, that was pretty awesome too. When they got off the plane, they gave them yeah, a I mean, huge, I mean, I mean, you guys at least it made to the Super Bowls regardless. It, you know, it sucks the loss, but 
they uh they had a pretty cool he had a pretty cool uh home homecoming i guess yeah for sure i mean so at at my party i i popped champagne after the game poured it out for everyone I was like hey guys still good year let's celebrate like we got to the damn super bowl um definitely didn't think this was going to happen before the year um i was thinking seven wins eight wins that would be awesome but yeah i don't know now expectations are a little bit higher um uh, we'll probably go 11 and uh, 11 and 6 next year again um and just kind of see what we can do in in the playoffs uh, i have no idea where aaron rodgers is going to be next year i mean he might be with the 49ers so god i hope uh, russ russ <laughs> he might be gone he might stay too but russ i mean there's a lot of Kyler Murray's now talking about trying to leave or not, Well, he's yeah. unhappy. I should say there's a lot going right. on. Uh, Brandon, what do you think the Vikings are pegged for next year? It's hard to say, obviously we got a whole new system, but do you think Kirk's going to be here for one more year? I think, Oh gosh, I feel so passionately about this. Oh no. <laughs> Cause I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard that he, they, they think he'll be gone. So the rumor is they're going to, take what's left of his contract and add another like two years onto it. So they would take the $45 million cap hit and basically turn that into like 15 million for three years, which I'd be okay with just because there's no quarterback this year in the draft. Oh, the draft. Yeah. Mond. I mean, Zimmer hated, so he didn't do shit with shocker. Zimmer, old grouchy man. He also ignored <laughs> Wyatt Davis. What's what? that? He also ignored Wyatt Davis. Yeah. I mean, uh, Zimmer and Darisaw yeah. didn't get on the field until like week six or seven. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. What do you, where do you, I mean, I think they're heading in the right direction. It was definitely needed to be done, but where do you peg them for next year? Well, you know, it does hinge on the Kirk thing. I, I, I just, I don't think you can build. They, I think they have too many holes and I don't think he's going to agree to taking that sort of pay cut. It's not a pay cut. It, well, so, they they convert it to a signing bonus. Okay. So they they take money, they convert it to a signing bonus, but they add. It's complicated, but when so, I read about it, I was like, okay, it makes sense because he still he still gets that money, but that money that. is no longer a cap hit, so it give us a ton of money to go hmm. spend. That's that's why I'm for it because that fills all the holes we need. He does. I'm, I know he does want to be a Viking. Um. I like the guy. I'm sure he's a really nice dude. I just, I don't see visibly that he is passionate about winning a Super Bowl. I just don't, I don't see that the, the offense or really anybody on the team feeds off of his energy. You could definitely tell towards the end of the year, Jefferson was sick of <laughs> Kirk Cousins. And he's like politi- politically correct enough to be like, Kirk's my guy. I like him, mm-hmm. but when he, I feel like when players talk about players, other players that they love, they're like, I'd do anything for him. Keep him here. I want, you know, I don't ever want to, I want him to be on this team as long sure. as I'm here, but JJ doesn't double down on that. He's not like Kirk's, you know, he's going to lead us. The guy. But I'm kind of hoping that they commit to taking a step back to take a step forward in the future. And um, I, I just, I think either way, we're probably headed for a seven and 10, eight and nine sort of season. Kind of a, um, like you said, invest for the future, kind of take a hit this year, this next year. 
Yeah. I, just, I think if you ride the Kirk train again, I think you end up short of what you are expecting for a fifth year. In a row. True. Yeah. I mean, my only real issue is like, there's no quarterbacks in this draft that's worth drafting. You know what I mean? Like we don't have any backups. Cause our backup is Sean Mannion. Cause Zimmer loves Mannion. Zimmer not here though. I don't care. <laughs> Zimmer loved Mannion enough to cut him and Zimmer. then re-sign him. Like, dude. Or no, he didn't cut him. Mannion left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, hey, money. And Mannion's like, sure. We all saw how that we all saw how that ended. Yeah. I to me, there's not really another option. Cause you know, if we do go, you know, bring in a new head coach, bring in a new offensive coordinator, and we do like four and twelve or something. The, the Minneapolis might burn. Like fans are yeah. gonna riot. We're all gonna join the Bengals, and you know we're all we're all Bengals fans. Yeah. Though. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on in. Yeah, <laughs> only t- only time will tell. We'll definitely. Uh, I said it, it'll be a regardless of like which team you're a fan of. I mean, there's so much. There's so many interesting uh, quarterback moves, potential quarterback moves, I guess you should say. Um, so but- if we rewind a little bit so if we do get rid of kirk who do we get so i mean i think you've got bridge bridge quarterbacks out there not not to bridge with a rookie that you like that bridge you water <laughs> you could bring teddy back i'm all for it I, hey dude i got a teddy jersey well i had to retire a jersey i knew i wasn't gonna wear and i'm not oh no i still wear it teddy's my guy <laughs> okay yeah i mean you could still wear it and people People love Teddy still, but um, I mean, I, I've seen things about Marcus Mariota. He's someone that you could sign for cheap if you can unload the Kirk contract. You know, that's what ten million in dead caps. So you're saving possibly the difference, the thirty-five million. But um, you know, there are guys out there that I think you can that are serviceable. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not a big Jimmy G fan, but what are they going to do? Are they going to sign someone that that they lo- like? If Aaron Rodgers goes to San Francisco, what would you be able to offer them to pry Trey Lance from them? True. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they maybe they hang up the phone on you. I don't know. But from what it sounds like, they would they would trade everybody, but like Kittle, some O line pieces, uh, Bosa obviously, and then, yeah, they probably wouldn't trade Lance just for what they had to trade to get. Trey Lance, because they had to get rid of a lot to trade up in the draft. Yeah. Sounds like they're going to trade Jimmy G. And Jimmy G already said his goodbyes in a press conference. And the players are all sad. You know, it's kind of like how you're saying there's not any players on the Vikings that are like, yes, Kirk's my guy. Sounds like all the Niners loved having Garoppolo there, which was super cool. I love Jimmy G. Yeah. I think you get like a third. And you get Jimmy G type of thing. But then the issue is you got him and Kirk. And I don't think they're going to trade for Kirk. Because why would you do that when you're ready for Trey Lance? Yeah. The, the whole thing's a mess. I don't think they'd get Rodgers either. Just because he's not going to teach Trey Lance anything. Because he didn't teach anybody anything in Green Bay. Other than how to lose. Matt, did you realize you were on the NFL <laughs> podcast? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm not real big into NFL. I love football, but I definitely don't have a favorite team. So I, I'm enjoying listening to you yeah, guys. That's like, I did not sign up. Did I just make it to the wrong podcast? Every once in a while. Every once in a while we have one of these. Yeah, we just get off track. It's, it's like all good, man. I, I love then, listening to it either way. So No, uh, we appreciate, uh, appreciate you uh, hopping on. I know we kind of probably went a little longer than uh, – anticipated but uh 
Uh, definitely going to have to have a third episode down the road, talk more sports. Maybe we can have you guys on after the, uh, the Viking Super Bowl. That like too, but I was thinking years. more or less after your guys' oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Your trip. After the trip, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Recap the trip. We'll and... to, uh, yeah, we'll have to find a long weekend here and uh, maybe see see you guys uh, come on up to Ohio, get a couple rounds in, get Dom some uh, Skyline Chili so he can stop hating <laughs> on it. And, I know. Uh, I, I definitely – that kind of sounds good, to be honest. I'm a picky eater. Did you see um, Uzama – was like, hey, if we went, I'll bathe in it. <laughs> and I was like, good for the pores, man. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not a big spaghetti guy, but I love chili. And so for me, when you put it on spaghetti, it kind of ruins it. But I have heard that it is really good. But I'm also from Minnesota, so we don't have that here. We eat like weird stuff like lutefisk. No, not no, we don't. I mean, we do. But we, <laughs> we do, but yeah, I don't. No, but yeah. yeah. Nope. Skyline so, is a staple in this household. What's that? Oh yeah. Skyline uh, is a staple. Yeah. In this we, we definitely got to make a trip down there and uh, sit, play some, play some golf and yep. uh, grab some brews. For sure. Be Sounds a good, good time. All right, guys. Good. Thanks so much for taking the time. Appreciate it. And we'll talk uh, soon. Thanks. Yeah, guys. Thank All you. Right. Guys. Have a good night. Yep, take care. Bye. See you.